The CPI numbers came in. What does that mean for interest rates and why are home values still going up? Let's talk about CPI. Yeah, well, I mean, the real question is when are interest rates going down? Because that's what everybody cares about right Everybody now. cares about interest rates. And I think for us to talk about interest rates, we got to talk about the CPI for just, just a second. And explain first what CPI is, why you should care about it, yes. and then how obviously it translates to the rates that we pay for loans in regards to our perfect houses. So the the Fed is constantly, you know, they're looking at inflation. So one of the measures that w that we look at is the CPI and the Fed is actually going to look at, you know, core CPI and CPE. Let's let's not get lost in the weeds or the nuance there, but the consumer price index last week, it came in at 4.9%, which was at expectations. Cool. That means absolutely nothing. Here's what it really means over the long run. The Federal Reserve just sent us through the fastest interest rate hike possible or ever. Okay, so we shot up 500 basis points. What that's done is that's taken that 30-year fixed debt that the real estate market survives on. It took it from, you know, 3% to the upper sixes. Now the Federal Reserve is is basically probably done. And we've been talking about this for a while. We said, hey, it's probably going to end after four rate hikes in 2023. And now that CPI came in at expectations, we're betting, and this is a bet. I mean, it's a guess. Don't let anyone fool you that they magically know what's coming. But we're betting that in June uh, next month, we're going to get a rate hike pause. Okay, so no more future rate hikes from the Fed. Why is that? In June, they have more data that they're going to be able to look at before the June meeting to figure out exactly where we're at, what's happening, and then how it affects us. The other thing that's happening is right before the June meeting is what's called the base effect. See, when people think about CPI, they just look at a number. What it actually is, is an aggregate of all the monthly numbers added together. And the base effect is when you have a bigger number from a previous timeline. So basically last number, or excuse me, last May's number. When we roll forward into June, that number drops off. Well, that number and the next two months, maybe three, might have the possibility to bring inflation down into the threes. Okay, so then is the Fed going to hike rates? Probably not. What are they going to do? They're going to pause because they're also trying to figure out you know, with this banking crisis we have going on, how much liquidity is actually drying up from the banking crisis? And then how much of a credit squeeze is that putting on the market? There's some estimates that that credit squeeze itself is another 100 to 150 basis points without the Fed, you know, doing nothing without them actually even raising rates. I think the Fed is going to say in June, enough is enough. And we're just going to pause and watch. Okay, for us, that means the Fed has reached its Fed fund terminal rate. We That's like, and I know this is uber nerdy, but this is the go signal. It means the Fed is going, okay, we've made it there. So you're, if you're a hardcore investor, you're going in now. You're starting to hunt for stuff now. As a buyer, if you're barely qualifying or you're trying to get in that first home, you actually need to get going now too. The reason for that is we do believe, and we'll get a little more into, into this in a bit, that interest rates are going to go down. Well, as interest rates go down, demand will go up both on the investment side 
and on the buyer side. So if you're looking for that last deal, or if you're thinking, you know, I don't want to get more competition because the market's very hot right now, then you need to start moving. Another part of this is where are rates headed? So long-term, we believe that interest rates are going to go down. When? Maybe later this year, okay? Third, fourth quarter, or early 2024. Now, why is that? One, the Fed has probably hit its Fed fund terminal rate and we won't see any more hikes. Two, banks right now, because they they know if they push a bunch of debt out there, that everyone's just going to refinance it when rates go down. So what banks have been doing is they've been shoving more margin into it than they normally would. What that margin is, is that's the spread. Okay. I didn't know this. I mean, this blew my mind. Historically, the spread is 180 basis points. 180 basis points could also be talked about at 1.8%. So just kind of keep that number in mind. Right now, the average spread by a bank is 360 basis points between the 10-year treasury and the amount they're offering to consumers. So in other words, that's 3.6% higher. So let's go through an exact example. So this morning at 8 a.m. when I looked on May 11th, the 10-year treasury was 3.35%. The natural spread that a bank is adding in is 360 basis points. So we go 3.35 plus 3.6 gets us an interest rate of 6.95. And we know it's just a little bit below there. But I'm going to be honest, if you don't have 20% down, you're that almost seven rate right now anyway. Well, even if today's rates were where they were and we were using the 10-year treasury as that benchmark, if we just pulled that margin that they have out of it, so we would have 3.35 plus 1.8, rates would be at 5.125. So what's going to happen is this natural margin compression is going to happen now that the Fed has stopped raising rates. Now, this is a prediction. Okay, there's no guarantee they've stopped, but I'm betting my own money they've stopped, and I feel very comfortable with this. Could it go a little higher? Absolutely. But we're so close, it doesn't matter. Don't try to perfectly time the top or the bottom. I already know the question that everybody is asking, and um, the reference to nerds. There's some rich nerds out there, so <laughs> let's get nerdy. 5.15%, right? That's kind of like the dream uh, right now yes. that we could get to based off of uh, historical facts. But the real question is, when is it going to go lower? Is it going to go lower? And if it is, why? And if it isn't, why that too? Yeah, man, great question. Rates can't go lower in the foreseeable future. Inflation is sticky. It's not transitory. And you never know, it might move faster. But generally speaking, when we look at history as the indicator, inflation moves out of the market really slow. So expect the Fed fund rate to be higher than you want for longer. Are we going to see 3% again? Probably never in our lifetimes. That was the flooding of the market with over $6 trillion money printer go because they felt they had to. And on a certain level, COVID did justify that, but that was still too much money printing, which sucked that rate down. Could long-term rates hover in the fours to the fives? Yes. Will we see the threes? Probably not. Should you wait for that to happen? No. See, supply is so low that as rates come down, demand will just simply increase and then price you out of a good deal or, you know, beat you out from a competition perspective for the home you want for your family. Yeah, that's something I know people don't know or they always forget. Of course, we're waiting for those lower rates, 
even if we did get the lower rates, guess what? It's time to shop. Everybody's out there yes. making offers. So then what happens to the prices of homes? They go up because of way more demand. That's why we're in a weird place right now where we even talked about this late last year that we thought prices would come down more because maybe there'd be more supply, builders or... Ca- None of that is happening. None. Supply is super low. Um, we're in this weird limbo phase of the economy, right? We think recession's coming, but it's not like actually here the way that everybody can agree on, right? Because you and I know like there's <laughs> different cracks uh, in the economy. You know, there's businesses that, that are stressed out, failing. But at the same time, why is it that things are moving forward? And it's just like it's a it's a weird game and you have to know the rules and one of the rules is you have to look at history and so i mean just going back to why we had low rates this last decade inflation was down at two percent it was easier the federal reserve had more room to lower rates to these zero percent right because they have a buffer right now the buffer is way higher so right it's going to be in that four to seven percent range but the one mistake that Federal Reserve doesn't want to make, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this, dive deeper. They don't want to let inflation get out of control because exactly. what happened in the last year, whether it was their fault or not, was kind of embarrassing because their whole job is make sure inflation doesn't get above 2% and they royally failed. So right now, to their credit, they're like, hey, whether people like it or not, We've just got to be the bad parent, right? We've got to be the one to say, <laughs> yeah. no, no more free lunch. You've got to uh, pay up because if you don't, it's going to get worse. I think Jerome Powell has very much paid attention to the mistakes that were made by Paul Volcker. Paul Volcker didn't keep it high enough long enough and then inflation got so out of control that they essentially had to come in and rug pull us and then just beat the economy down yes we shot up very fast and yes interest rates in the united states or the fed fund rate is higher than every other central bank in the world so we're finally setting the example like you said dad stepped in and said you guys are grounded you've been partying too much like okay the i'm coming home to roost and and you know the economy's having a little hangover from that because it was partying too much this is why we don't believe that they're going to immediately suck them down because they can't the embers are still there so i know that you were a boy scout i've, I've chatted with your dad about it and you know when the fire's put out it may not be all the way put out if the water wasn't thrown on it and dirt thrown on it and maybe some time because there still could be some embers there. And inflation is that big of a problem. It's actually embers and then there's gas on the edge of the fire pit. And so if a little bit of that gets out of control, the gas will just naturally fall in. So they have to actually make sure it's all the way out. This is why it's going to sit there higher longer than we want it to be i mean i wanted to lower yesterday because i'm an investor cheap money equals more deals equals higher velocity of capital and we can rock and roll like there's no tomorrow and we can bet on appreciation not cheap money all of a sudden you've got to get really hardcore fundamentals you got to get everything dialed in you've got to put in your margin of safety and you've got to sit there and be ready to make a mistake before we could just bet yeah the lag effect is probably the key point yes to all of this because we can just report on the different fed rate hikes or uh, cuts or they're just staying put cpi but it's not immediately gonna affect us it's kind of a long-term outlook and we might be in a similar 
like uh, inflation phase towards the end of the year. And it's not going to be till next year when we know when the dust settles. And the, the other thing I would say, I mean, the advice you gave is one of the reasons you want to start looking at deals right now is because even sellers are like not knowing exactly what to do. Yes. So it may take longer to get the deals done and for sellers to realize, okay, I can finally sell now um, because they're also wondering where do I put my money? Like where do I go next? So you need to plant the seeds right now, get your list of, you know, potential yes. deals and properties so that you can be first on scene when they're ready and you've already done the research, you've ran the numbers, you're ready to pull that trigger because if you wait till rates are low, the real investors are already showing up. Bingo. And and I think also maybe just to add one little thing to that is the consumer in general is starting to get okay with high inflation. They're starting to get okay with these higher prices. So once the consumer in general accepts what's happening, then inflation also starts naturally cooling. And you can see this by consumer spending going down, savings rates, you know, trying to go up, but people are spending a little bit more on credit cards and things like that. So the consumer is starting to accept what's currently happening in our situation. All right, so the next question that I have for you, Anton, is if we're stuck in this kind of situation and we expected house prices to go down why are they going up right now we were wrong i mean a lot of us were that's what's crazy we underestimated base level demand and housing prices is always based on supply and demand as debt just got more expensive for the buyer all of a sudden we stopped getting that regular seller inventory moving in so supply went down Plus, we didn't have the level of foreclosures that people expected. And um, builders didn't bring a bunch of new product to the market. So what's happening is actual simple supply and demand. The base level of demand here in the Seattle metro and actually throughout most of the United States is higher than the inventory. Blows my mind. So what's happening is you're having price increases with very expensive debt because there's not enough supply. So what's our opportunity there? The opportunity right now is to be a small builder, to be a developer, to be a flipper, because that product that is around the median, like we've talked about many times, I'm not talking luxury, that doesn't feel safe and comfortable for me right now, but that's you know within 25% of the median price of your area is getting gobbled up like crazy. So that's your opportunity. Builders are making up a larger percentage of the market than they've made up in decades. So what does that mean? Go flip a home, go build a house, go build four houses, go install a manufactured home. That's opportunity. Is that supply coming on the foreclosure side? Absolutely not in our metro. Okay, has it ticked up a little bit? Yes, but not enough to impact supply. So these crash bros are wrong again. All right, so the next time we're gonna be talking about what are the phases of real estate investing. So 100%. Subscribe for more podcasts. Oh, 